everyone, and welcome to the Indie Film Review's second annual um, reward show, where we give out rewards yes. and awards. What's the difference between an award? Rewards and awards? What's the difference uh. between an award and a reward? Anyway, we'll talk about That's that. That's a good question. Some other and for time. the next three and a half hours, <laughs> we will discuss. Guys, you sent us your films all through 2023, and we watched as many as we could, and um, we're here to talk <laughs> about them a little bit more right. and, and award some, some laurels yeah. to you. Laurels! So I'm going to try to make some laurels pretty soon. Hopefully it'll be out by the time this comes out. And I'll be putting them on our Instagram, which is uh, at Indie Film Review Pod? At Indie at, Film Review Pod. Yeah. I know what our thing is. <laughs> and, um... Okay, so how the show's going to work, me and Dan have done a bunch of categories. We've come together on what the major categories were by, like, I made my list, he made his, and there was a consensus as to what the big categories were, the ones that are going to get laurels. There's some minor ones that we'll discuss, that we, and we don't know what we've nominated and for in case. Other. In case you guys are like, what's Dan doing if Jared's doing laurels? I made the master list of those fucking films. There were like at <laughs> least fucking 70 of them. It was so many because of all the shorts we got this year. Oh, yeah. A lot of fucking... Dan, Dan kind of does stuff sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. We got all that. We got some joke ones in there. We got some goofs and gaffs as usual. So, yeah. Uh, we're here to celebrate film, uh, specifically indie film. Okay. Andy film review. And then oh, don't worry, show. after this, <laughs> we'll get back to reviewing your films on our stupidly long list that gets longer every goddamn day. I did an ad campaign recently, which is a big mistake because yes. we've got a, a flood of people <laughs> submitting. So much. Oh, why do I do this? All right. So, what's going mm. to, I don't know. Did we already say that we're going to debate them on air? Yes. We're. Okay. Oh, okay. We didn't. We're going to debate them. So you're going to hear the, the thought process of why we think each one yes. is good and yes. what should be the best. And then me and Dan are going to agree, hopefully, on what is what, the best in each category. What what film festival Lies! does that? What film festival None does that? None of them. No, no credible ones. <laughs> Certainly not ours. <laughs> in terms of credibility. Uh, all right. So, Dan, I'm just going to go to the top of my list here. All righty. Kiddo. Best editing. Best editing. Okay. Do you have that category? I, I have the category, yes. Uh, I would say this this could be a major or a minor. I guess minor. We'll see how we feel, how strongly we feel by the end of this. What are yours? Uh, so I have the Black Maria short that was edited by Justin Arbabi. Very, very nice. I have Apocalypse Love by Vera Vanguard. Ooh, okay, I'm writing this down. I also have POV, which I think Richard Anthony Dunford did the editing on that. Let me confirm. Costume design, stunts, man. I don't see any editing on this one. Yeah, I don't see an editor. I'm assuming it was him. And then I have uh, Isaac, who the, the director was uh, Tariq Saeed. Joshua Stack did the editing, and he was also the director of cinematography. Ooh, okay. So that yeah. is it. That I only have Apocalypse Love as a contender. So okay. let's talk so about these. So these four here. So out of these four, um, Apocalypse Love, that was a comedy puppet. Yes. Like emo spoof about 
a zombie apocalypse that was but very enjoyable, very fun. I feel like the film would not have been the same if the editing was not up to snuff. Like, I think the mm-hmm. editing did a lot of legwork in that film. That's why I mm-hmm. picked it. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of the fun little tricks that they did with the editing to hide yeah. the fact that exactly. these were just puppets. <laughs> exactly. And then I feel like they they did it intentionally to be like, hey, look, at here's the hands, or here's, you know, it, this is uh, like obvious puppet stuff as jokes too, which I think really worked. My case for Black Maria, I just... The tension? Yes. The the way the editing grabs your attention and, and points you exactly where you need to be looking. Oh, as long with, with the camera work, too. Like, I was never bored. I never felt like a cut didn't make sense. I just felt so immersed in that world. I forgot, like, I was watching a, a film. And so. I was... I mean, I'm going to spoil this... Uh, Black Maria is going to show up a couple more times for me. <laughs> I really like this movie. Um, uh, I'll say with POV, again, this is another film where it's like editing is everything. That whole film POV, felt like... That that film shows up in a bunch of categories for me. And oh, does it? Does it? Them. So. Okay, so Black Maria is about... It's kind of like a Western where these two mobsters are waiting for this really abusive husband to come home. Uh, and they're hanging out with this guy's wife and they have this really intense dinner scene where it's like, you owe us money. And the wife's trying to defend her husband, even though she's being abused by him. And there's a whole conflict there. It's very, very good. I highly recommend it. Uh, everything we talk about, let's just assume we're going to recommend it. Yeah. Unless it's a, a joke award, which I will be giving some joke awards. Uh, but yeah, you know what? That doesn't mean I don't recommend those either. Cause those could be exactly. really fun too. Uh, so POV is a man goes to a party and is either drugged or goes insane and thinks all of his friends have turned into demons and he systematically kills them all Yes, to try to get away from them. Um, and this is all shot from the point of view of the main character and it feels like it's all one take. It's a trick, yes, but it's an excellent trick and an that is the, that's trick. why I bring it up with for editing. Okay, that makes sense. Talking this out right now, I I feel like Isaac is also a very, very good film. That was a film about... I do too. Genetically altering genes. And also keeping the monster hidden. uh, Yes, there is a monster in the attic type situation. And it's like the consequences of genetically modifying our food and us ourselves. And what happens if those two things come together and it gets fucking weird? Uh, Soil and Green is people. I could make an argument for Isaac... But I feel like out of these three, these three beat Isaac in terms of editing, even though the editing is very good in Isaac. So I'm just going to take that off the board. Nothing really personal against it. I just feel like some of these other ones, like you were saying, more of it relies on the editing than other things. Is there another one you think you could eliminate out of the three that are left? Um, POV, only because I have it for so many mm. other things. I feel the same way about Black Maria. Then I would give it to Apocalypse Love. Alrighty. By default! <laughs> <laughs> Not by default. You guys did a great Now... Job. Way to go, Vera. Yes. She, they did an excellent job with the editing in that film. All, all four of these films. It's just, it's tough. All right? Yes. It's tough, tough out here. Okay, Dan, do you have uh, something on your list you want to cover? Uh, yes, let's go into best sound design. Mm. Okay. What would I be your first one. nomination? 
only one nomination because I think this was expertly done, but um, Rock Solid Trust. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, that whole film was just like the sound design. If yes. the sound design wasn't good in that film, it, 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 it would not been. be a good film. Because <laughs> that whole film is a it's a bank heist where the person orchestrating the bank heist is in a warehouse close by telling everybody what to do via these different phones. And and she's like pretending to be other people. It gets fucking nuts. It's, so, it's kind of fun. Directed by Rick Ives and then sound department by Jeremy Rock. My nominations are Older Gods. Okay. And Older Gods was that creepy Cult horror movie. type film. Yeah, it was like about cults. And this guy was trying to figure out how his friend got basically disappeared. And uh, ends up getting, you know, involved. Disappeared as well. Yeah, yeah. He get he done get disappeared. Sound department, Gerald Buckfield and Bennett Maples. Okay, okay. Re-recording mixer. I mean, just the eeriness and the creepiness of this film really put me into, like, the spoop. I got, like, the spoop vibes from the sound. Like, I feel like a lot of this is mood and tone, and that was delivered through the sound design. Yes. I feel like they did a really good job there. Also, um, forgive yeah. me, but it's solid rock trust, not rock solid trust. Uh, wow, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> solid rock trust, yes. I also have uh, Sometime Soon by Matthew Kyle Levine. Uh, I don't know. I'm pretty sure he does everything himself, but we'll see. So, and that's just another one of his... Uh, Weird fucking, I mean, if you've seen any of Matthew Colavine's films, they're bizarre. So this woman is, she's run away and you don't know why. And people are calling her on the phone asking her to come back. And it feels like maybe she's been abused or there's something else going on there. And the entire thing is, again, like he does overlapping sounds. He yeah. does lots of weird shit You're with right. sound. I completely forgot now, about that movie. Yeah. And... I think we've already given him this award, so yeah. I don't know if we should give it to him again. Is that, it sounds like shitty when you're like, well, you can't win it again because you've already done it, but is this really good? It is really good. Maybe we should. Maybe we should. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because I don't think anyone does it like him. I don't think so either. But I don't want to also pigeonhole him in the market, you know. It's like, Matthew, you I could know. probably win other things too. Just <laughs> <laughs> your sound design really, really gets us going. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right. We'll give it to him because I can't justify not giving it to him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. So he's got that. How about, uh, speak of horror, best horror? Okay, I have three. Three. Cool, cool, cool. All right, let's hear them. POV. What we got? Yep, that's on my list. He Comes to Kill. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> and uh, Mind Leech. All right, so I have POV and Mind Leech. Give me your pitch for He Comes to Kill. I just have a soft spot for slashers, and like this, <laughs> this film, like a couple things in it just were so outlandish and silly and like a, a lot of yeah. them like there were there was actually a lot of cool cinematography and and um he comes to kill like that one scene where it's like a really long shot of somebody getting murdered mm -hmm. that was really cool and yeah uh, outside of that just like i like the silliness of it and i like the the i don't want to call it camp but like 
it's you know, camp. It, it just the the let's depend on the let's depend on the niche of horror to to make this film go further. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh well, what was that film about a little bit? Just to okay. So so he comes to kill is about a guy in a mental institution who gets released, or I don't know, does he murder his orderly and then he gets out? The orderly releases him oh, that's and says he's is. a big fan yes. and then lets him kill the orderly because yes. that's how he shows how much of a fan he is yes. of it. Yes. Th- there's a weird meta commentary there with like how much people like horror and true crime stuff. Yeah. And I enjoy that. Yeah. Uh, it is a rough movie at times, but I it like is. the spirit of it. I would say that's more in the indie, indie spirit award. Okay. Okay. <laughs> For me personally, I think it's going to have to be between POV and Mind Leech. You have not changed my mind on. Uh, oh yeah, for sure. So now here's the deal. Do you think it should go to the one, the film that's the most polished and the most like cool special effects, all that jazz, or, or should it go to the one you had the most fun with? I mean, I think it should go to the horror aspect of it. So hmm. that would be POV. Like POV that? scared the shit out of me. Whereas, but if we're if we're debating on like if it's scary or not, because I don't think he comes to kill as a scary film at true, all. True, true, true that, true that. So, which one did you enjoy the most in the genre that is horror? I'm guessing POV is what you're saying. Yeah, I, I'd have to say so. I feel like there's a lot of clever and fun things with Mind Leech, and and it it gives me like a warm feeling of uh, there's almost like a nostalgia to the the grimy '80s. Like John Carpenter. Well, let's talk about let's talk about Mind Leech a little bit. Sure. So Mind Leech is literally a leech that I guess fell out of a canister. I forget what. Oh yeah, some guys threw a canister in in a lake or something, and then this thing attaches to a man. These two guys are ice fishing, fishing, fishing. These two guys are ice fishing, and the rest of it is this cop that's trying to stop this rampage. This person's going on, but what's but this thing has a leech. It's Attached to its head. It's kind of like a, there's like a slither kind of that movie. And there's a bunch okay, to it. So cool special effects. Here's, here's, here's the issue that I'm going to be mm. taking with this. Both of these films are pretty much my favorite films from this year. So Damn. they're, they're in a lot of categories. So I can't okay, really, okay. I can't really like narrow it down. It's, it's very All difficult. Right. I think. Like what is the better horror movie? I guess is the best. I think Mind Leech is more commercial and for a broader audience, people could get into it. But does that make it the best of the year? Because I think I like POV personally more, even though Mind Leech appeals to a lot of things that I love. POV is so fucking weird. And it's like, I was just so engrossed in what it was doing. It, It felt newer to me, even though maybe like the whole POV perspective isn't the newest. I don't know. It, I don't feel like mainstream is really doing that right now. No, you're right. They tried it and they're like, this doesn't work. I feel like this is the best interpretation of a POV film I've seen. Yes, for sure. It is. Uh, so I'm fine with giving it to POV unless you okay, want to keep no, fighting. POV, you POV piece of works. Shit. All right. POV works. All right. Best All right, horror. Next. Best score. What you got? For best me, musical score. All right. I got a lot. I got a lot. All right. Kiri and the girl. Okay, yeah. Oh, yes. So this was about this uh, Native American girl, and she starts to see ghosts, and they start hanging out with her, and it's pretty fucking rad. Donnie Ducharme. Yes. And 
the music in this is so pivotal to like the culture that's being displayed here and the, like the dancing and the weirdness of the ghosts. Uh, I just thought it was a lot of fun. I liked it too. It's one of my favorite shorts this year. My submission is Showdown in Yesteryear. Oh. That is Brandon Richard. Okay, okay. And that was the time-traveling uh, Western that we just did recently. Yes. What, what say you, good friend? Whenever you think of a fanciful Western, like very specific music comes to mind. Like it's kind of mm-hmm. light and bouncy and like, you know, very country bumpkin-y. And like this film delivered on all fronts with that. Yes. But it knew how yes. to... It knew how to set the tone for the other scenes as well. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I very much enjoyed this, um, this, the, the score to this film. So while we're talking, I'm looking at my list, and it's pretty long. I had like five or six entries in here. But the more I'm, we're going through it and I'm looking at it, I, just, I can't stop looking at Finding Lights by Trevor Uh, Parenteau. I'm hoping I'm saying your last name correctly. (laughs) P-A-R-E-N-T-E-A-U. This is a short film about a pianist that is performing to an audience of no one and a woman who is going through depression and ennui and she goes and sits in this empty theater and watches him play and it's like this connection between how the audience and the musician, they both need each other. Yes. And the entire film is music, right? It's like, it's all around this music that he does. And the song is really good. I don't know. Do you think there's any contenders that you could bring that would be able to defeat Finding Lights? No. Attack me. No. Attack me. I think, I think that, I think you got it. Cause you're right. Like as much as I liked the music to Kyrie and the girl. Yeah. Um, Finding Lights, the music... Well, I don't know, because... Okay, so the music felt more like a character in, in Finding Lights. Whereas okay. in, in um, Kyrie and the Girl, it was like... It's speaking to a whole, like, culture. You know what I mean? Hmm. So it's like... Yeah. I feel like in... Curing the girl, it's throughout, and this I think the song really only kicks in towards the end, but it is the crux of the entire film for yeah. Finding Lights. Let me see who uh I'll go to all cast and crew for Finding Lights here real quickly. Yeah, it doesn't it's not listed. I'm thinking it's just done by Trevor. Uh you know what? I think you flipped me on this. <clears throat> I can go with Curing the Girl. I feel comfortable with that. Alright. Because it was really fun. It. Curie and the Girl, best soundtrack. All right. Okay. Uh, this one's really close to my heart. It's very special to me. Um, and you know when I say that, it's going to be a joke one. Uh, <laughs> best Timothy J. Cox performance. Oh. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, um, what are your nominations? You know what? This I said it was a joke, but I still think this is an amazing performance. And the the reason I say it's like, this is silly, haha, because he's... He sends us a lot of films. So because we have so many, I, we can actually like judge it based on the body of work that he has sent yes. to us. What is the best performance yes. that he has brought to us? And I think it is Sisyphus Unbound. Absolutely. Where he plays 100%. the like smarmy teacher yeah. who is this kid is uh, I think he's like trying to get into the school. I forget exactly what he's doing. 
but he's he's basically like being really slimy to him and at one point he's like grabbing his shoulders and basically telling him how it is like how things are going to work around here and uh it it dives into like a lot of what people do is just who you know like if you yep. know the right people you're going to get into where you need to be and uh sometimes that's you're just related to someone or whatever so uh he's uh intense and, and like just man uh i was like on the edge of my seat for some of that i was like god this is like this is this is rough this is no, tough I, I completely agree that's the one <laughs> um, all right way to go tim. definitely way to go tim tim you i'm so proud of tim you know he won in his own award <laughs> you know it, there was a there was a moment there when i didn't think he was gonna win it and he pulled through pov almost beat him <laughs> <laughs> all right let's do best documentary okay i have so, one contender um all right my my contender is where there once was water oh yeah um, it's a beautiful yeah. documentary about um, water disappearing, guys, because that's what it's doing. <laughs> uh, um, what? I don't think I could even make a defense for the second one I put in here. Uh, it there, there once was water was also on my list. It is a very well made documentary. I I highly recommend people watching it. There once was water. Yeah, that's it. I mean, what else is there to say? It's just very well put together, and it's yeah. it's uh, it makes you sad. Yeah. <laughs> it makes you really and sad. All and good, it's very informative. All good documentaries. They're very yeah. well good. Yeah. very well put together, and they make you sad. Mm-hmm. If they if they do not check those boxes, it's not a good documentary. <laughs> and you know what? Very pro Beaver. I used to be very anti Beaver. Oh, yeah. It's changed yeah. my stance on that. So if anything, now that's different about me. Uh, best sci fi. So I have Parallax and Mind Leech. All right. I have Sellers of the Age of Miracles by uh, Jack Fuchs. That was that weird fucking yeah. David Lynch movie. Yeah. Uh, that barely made any sense. And I, I love it immensely. It's just so fucking wild. It's also up for another award. You said Parallax, right? Yes. That is also on my list. Could you tell us what that's about? So Parallax is like this really fucking weird... It, like I don't want to demean it by saying it's it's almost like Inception, but like the, the the gist of it is like there are multiple realities that are going through like people's subconsciouses, dreams. Yeah, it's it's similar. We could say, yeah. Um, but it's it's way way off of what what Inception was. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they're two yeah. very different things, and just it is it is bonkers. Um, it, yeah, it almost gets too bonkers at sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it's um, a little weird. Yeah, uh, but I like it, that. I like. Yeah, the I, I do. I do like that. Um, that was and, done by Michael Beck Beck B a c o c h i n Buchanan. That you say it? Sure. I don't know. I'm sorry, Michael. <laughs> Michael, I really apologize. Buchanan. Bechochin. Bechochin. Computer, edit me saying the correct last name of Michael. Thank you. What was your other one you said? Mind Leech. Mind Leech. Sci-fi. Yeah! How about this? I'm going to bring this one up again. Isaac is absolutely a sci-fi dude. it is. Oh, man. Mm. And that ending is insane. He eats an apple with worms in it. 
do I need to go on? There's a, a door that's on fire. There's an evil demon baby kid. And it's all because science did a bad thing, Dan. You're right. I would throw one more in there, but it's not going to matter. Um, Vax was Honorable also sci-fi. Mention. Which one? Vax. It was a short. About, oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Vax is pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah. I'm Jeez. voting for Isaac, unless you can talk me out. Yeah, of no, Isaac is the one. All right, because all it's right. it's it's all it, it's it's not like grandiose sci-fi. It's like almost yeah. tangible sci-fi. It's like maybe maybe this is yes. the future. Yes, that's the best kind. <laughs> that's the best kind, my dude. Uh, did we do best scene? No, I have one. Okay. Um, my best scene was from War of the Wills. Um, it, oh. features, it features Stephen David Martin as Will Jr. Um, yeah, the scene where he's telling the the fable of his You're family's right. lineage, and You're he right. gets interrupted by his booty call, and then he goes back to telling the story after the interruption. Oh my god, <laughs> that scene was and the, the story best. is is the it's most insane. engrossing. It's, it's, it's the most engrossing thing about the film, and that fable he's telling. It's hinted at during the film that it is actually real. So yeah. this is about. A father and a son are trying to inherit their great grandfather or, you know, the dad's dad's inheritance, but they have to live in a house for 30 days together. And they hate to get it. And they fucking hate each other. And I'll say at times this movie was kind of hard to watch. You know, it wasn't the best film I've ever seen. But this scene. But there's some good performances in it. And this scene destroyed. That scene was amazing. (laughs) It's absolutely that. I'm not even going to say what mine was. It doesn't even matter. Uh, so War of the Wills. Um, let's do Saddest Film. Do you have Saddest Film? <laughs> no, I want to hear yours. Okay, let's so my, I have two. I have either Dig or Always Lola. Oh, it's Dig. Okay, explain... Uh, Explain so, what Always Lola is and I'll explain Dig. Okay, Always Lola is about a girl who... Um, um, dies and every every year on her birthday they go on this um she has a group of friends that they go on this uh geocaching trip with and um she she makes the geocaching happen but then she's a troubled woman so she she it's hinted that she kills herself and mm-hmm. um this happens after she has already put all the geocaching stuff out so she already yeah. put the geocaching stuff out she sent out the invite to, or she she typed up the invite to send out on a specific date, and it's after she dies. So all of yeah. her friends have to decide, well, should we get together and do this anyway, or should we just not do it? And it's it's basically how the friends cope with grief as um, as she, she, in the wake of her demise. Yeah. Uh, who did um, Always Lola, by the way? Just so we can give a shout out. Always Lola is by Jeffrey Crane Graham. Gotcha. Okay, guys, there's a lot of films that are called Dig. I'm very annoyed. I can't find the correct dig. Talk about it and I'll find it. All right, so this dig is about this woman. She's drunk driving. She goes to the beach and she starts just digging a bunch of holes and you don't know why. When you find out, it makes you sad. Uh, And there's some pretty interesting shots in this film. It was very uh, pleasant to look at, very sad to watch intentionally. Um, But I will say... Having Dan remind like Dan has reminded me about Always Lola and what the dig fuck is, is going done on by film. Dig is done by Gary J. Hewitt. Okay, thank you, Gary. I'm sorry. There's just a lot of dig films. <laughs> I don't think it's dig. I think it's Always Lola for this one simple reason. 
the film when there's a character that gets Skittles. So yeah. it's based oh. off of a the scavenger only, hunt. The only time I cried this year is what Jared's about yes, to explain. I cried during this. Um, and the scavenger hunt was set up by the person that had passed away. And all of the friends were like, why don't we just get together and do it just to celebrate her? And then throughout the course, each one of them gets a different gift and it means something very personal, whether it's bad or good to that person. And then we find out more about Lola, who has passed away, and we find out more about them and their friendship. And it brings everyone together closer. One guy gets Skittles, which doesn't mean jack shit to him until you find out that there is a secret meaning to it at the very end. And it leads to the saddest part of the film. It's like happy and sad. Yeah. And it made me cry. It, me <laughs> it was really, really, it was really good. Uh, very well done. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that saddest film. I would say that's, it's a minor category though, but you can still keep track of it, Dan, if you'd like. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, do you have a special effects? I have one. Okay. What do you got? Older gods. Oh, explain. Which which scene in the particular? One, the one fucking scene where you actually see the older god. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. As soon as I saw that, I'm like, mm, that's 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 it. That's the one. Yeah, for me. that was pretty cool. I have uh, Enflux, which I believe we already talked about, and Subsurface, which is a short where a dude is stuck in this room and it's just like water everywhere and these weird like pylons, like monoliths, or like pylon. There's these monolith walls yeah. and he can see through the walls. He can see himself at a picnic talking, but he's trapped. It's just the, not even special effects, like practical effects too, I'd say in this category were really, really cool. Um, it depends on, are we appreciating practical or actual special effects? I guess. E- either one. Hmm. I think Older Gods probably takes it then. Yeah. This is some wild. Like, they don't show it for that long, but I like that. Oh, no. It, and it, it looks, it looks beautiful. It. It's like, you're like, oh, my God. Like, this was yeah. a no-budget indie. <laughs> like, yes. It pulled the shit yes. out of me. Yeah. All right. Older Gods. Okay. Right, you got another one? Uh, let's do, let's get the shorts out of the way. Best short. I have Dig. We already talked about it. I have Subsurface. We just talked about that one. We talked about Curie Dan and the Girl. Dan just jumps right into one of the biggest categories. Like, it's no big deal. He's like, all right, let's get this fucking, this fucking shitty award out of the way. <laughs> so here are here are two that we haven't talked about yet. Fried. All right. Yep. That's on my list. Frankie. Frankie is also on my list. Those are the first two. Okay, cool. So that must mean something. So Fried is um, about... Uh, a guy who a guy who lives with his roommate and um, the roommate is like super cynical and the guy who he's living with like he just hates his job and basically the roommate convinces him to kill his boss yeah and he gets um, him more and more extreme and there's a big twist at the end yeah and then frankie is about a um gender fluid person we can say who interrupts a, a all male um, AA meeting? Yeah, and it it uh, it is emotionally intense. Yes, emotionally intense. Okay, from what I remember, it was a woman transitioning to be a man that shows up at this AA meeting that's just for men. So all of the men there are like, "This isn't a man." Like some of them are okay with it, some of them aren't. But that's just like the that's like 
a small bit of what's really going on yeah, what's there. Really going and on once you is, get to is she or he he has beef with one of the people that, yes. that they were in a relationship with. Yeah, but don't spoil it. It's yeah. it's really, really good. This is an amazing year for shorts that we yes. got. Oh, also, I don't know if we just we said this, but a lot of these films didn't come out in this current year. We're yeah. only we're giving out awards to films we saw this year. That doesn't mean that they actually came out this year. Yeah. <laughs> There's a film we're going to be talking about in a little bit that came out like almost two decades ago. <laughs> so <laughs> this is just what people send us. All right. I'm pretty sure Frankie and fried are newer. Yeah. And then I have black Maria in here, which we all know how I feel about that. Uh, let's get into some where it's like, okay, they're really good, but, uh, Maybe we can cut them, even though they're still fantastic. Like, all of these are really good. On so this out list. of the ones that I listed, Dig, Subsurface, Covey and the Girl, Fried, and Frankie, I will cut everything but Subsurface and Fried. You want to cut Frankie? I do. Can you explain why? Or should I defend it? You can defend it, but this is just personal preference. Like, I, I, I will acknowledge that Frankie is an excellent movie, but... Yes. I'm going by what my gut tells me, and it's one of those two. In terms of shock value and emotional weight, I feel like Frankie is just, yes. it nails it out of the fucking yes, park. That is a film I could watch over and over and over again and be like, yeah, this is good. This is good. Fried, I thought was really, really great. I love the twist. I don't know if it's a film I would want to watch again. Interesting. Okay. Oh, so we'll good have point. To, good point. You're right. Let's put those two just right there. We'll put a pin in that. I'm going to guess we'll have to get rid of Black Maria because I don't think... It's... A, Black Maria's amazing. Yeah. There's just too many good things on here. Fuck. I'm so annoyed. Again, that was done by Marcus W. Albino. It's so good. Fried was done by Richard Goss, the director anyways. Frankie is done by James Coutts. Mob Ghost. Jimmy Caputo. So good. It's about a fucking mobster ghost that's stuck in this guy's house. And they try to and, exercise it. And then they're trying to exercise it. This guy gets a guy from Craigslist to try to get rid of it. It's so good. It looks so slick. It's a great film. It's gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> Finding Lights. Excellent movie, but done by Trevor. It's gone. Intimidation. Done by those assholes who keep sending us films. That's gone. Sometime soon. Matthew Calavine. He's... I mean, the guy is so polarizing. He does some weird fucking shit. I'm polarized. I'm not saying like there's like a, I, I, I personally feel like you will love or hate him. This is yeah. my, how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's wonderful. I'm obsessed with him. He's gone. Hush. Rewrite, rewriting Mallory is really good. So these are, these are all honorable mentions. I think right now. So hush, Joseph McGo uh, McGovern. It's good. Yeah. It's fucked up. This is a fucked up movie. It's about well, like a okay, so jealous man. Hush wins most shocking film for me. Oh, it is. Yes. It is the most shocking film we saw this year. Uh, it's crazy what they what they did. <laughs> I highly recommend you watch it. Do not watch it with your family <laughs> or kids present. Get ready. Uh, get ready for some shock. Yeah. And that was done in 2018 by Joseph McGovern. McGovern, I believe. Okay. So, I'm sorry, though. It has to go. There are too many big boys. Uh, rewriting Mallory. Very fun, interesting film about 
someone goes to see a psychiatrist and then they're like, hey, I, I want to use writing to help me figure out my life. And then he, he starts to write someone into existence that he meets. And then the, it becomes this like inception kind of shit. It gets really fucking weird. Meta. It's great, but it's got to go. All right. What's left on your list, Dan? Um, I'm going to go ahead and say fried goes away and we'll leave it at Frankie and subsurface. Ooh, Ooh. subsurface. I could also watch subsurface again and again. I don't know, dude. Who, who did subsurface? Could you tell me again, please? Subsurface is done by Daniel John Harris, written by Kyle Patrick, who also starred in the film. Could you give me your pitch for uh, Subsurface, please? Um, it is. It looks incredible. Yes. I like the the whole idea of it. It's basically this guy is. It's 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 almost like a visual of what anxiety feels like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked it a, a lot for that. Like it 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 was. It was a it was a visual telling of this man's inner thoughts as he's going through somewhat of a panic attack. But you're right, Frankie is is pretty emotionally taxing. Dude, I can't decide between these two. I feel like this is the first time. I mean, we've only done this twice, but like I I really can't decide. And I don't I don't want to like bully you into Frankie. No, you're you're not because I think both of them are very very well. I done. do too. So are we leaning more towards Franco? I think so. Okay. Subsurface, because, you're because really there good is, short. Yeah, both of them are, like, they're excellent shorts because they're short, right? They yes. they, they fit a very nice time frame. Yeah, both zero budget. Zero budget, and it just, and they, they both have great casts. They both are expertly directed. Um, but Frankie has more of a shock to it. It has more of an emotional pull. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Subsurface is the visuals. Yes, and those uh, effects that they pull off are really neat with yeah. the water. That's all practical from what I can tell. But Frankie, so well it is. All right, Dan. I just I didn't I didn't know I didn't know what to do. That was scary. I'm glad we got <laughs> out of there. <laughs> that was really intense. Okay. Uh, all right, so. uh, let's let's get to something we can all agree on: best toilet scrubbing scene. Oh. Everything will be fine in the end. <laughs> okay, wonderful. Good, 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 good. Yes. I like it. I like it. That is a weird drug movie where these like stoner kids accidentally kill a dude and they deal with the consequences of it. And they're all scumbags and it's surreal and strange. I recommend it. It was fun. It was fucking wild. <laughs> all right, I got, Everything I got, will be fine in the end. I have a fun one. Ready? Um, oh, okay. The, the Almost Eric Roberts Award. Um, that, that is awarded to um, Menacious. Um, it's a it's a film where a, a person is harassing a telemarketer um, over the phone, and Eric it's like they they put out there that Eric Roberts is in the movie, and he literally phones his lines in. Like Fucking he's a voice on the phone. Embarrassing. I have best literal phoning it in by Eric Roberts, and then Menacious has been nominated. So that's a that's a lock. That's a lock for Menacious. Wow. Yeah. That I mean, I love Eric Roberts. I've seen him do amazing things. He was on Righteous Gemstones. 
I think it was season three, and it was great. Yeah. But my God, when he just needs a paycheck. He was he in Cowboys and Dinosaurs. Fuck. He was the drunkard in the That's drunk a tank. classic. <laughs> Cinematic masterpiece. No, okay, but very, very quickly, I just want to say again, uh, everything will be fine in the end. It is really fun. Go see it. It's uh, written and directed by Joe Bartone. And uh, uh, the lead role is uh, Elsa Kennedy as George. And she's just fantastic. She's really fun. Okay. So, yeah. so I have a double award. This is my last silly one. Um, okay. You had one called the David Lynch Award. And I feel like yeah. you don't have the same, the, the same award there. Oh, we can do those. Let okay. me go to it. So my David Lynch Award, I, I'm also going to call it something else. And I may make it its own category, depending on what you... Okay. What, are, what are your nominations? All right. Well, obviously, Sellers of the Age of Miracles is yeah. in. Uh, Cinema Now... Well, hold on. So it's done in 2022 uh, by Lewis Holder. And it is an extremely short film where he just films different cinemas that have either closed or been forgotten, I guess, due to COVID. And uh, it's it's... Very pretty, but very strange because like nothing uh. really happens, and it's a weird fucking movie. Then we have Art House Romantic Comedy. Yep, that's the one I done have. this year by Ten Headed Skeleton. So here, here's here's what I was gonna do. I was our, going to make lunatic. A, I was going to make a, <laughs> a its own award category. Call it the Ten Headed Skeleton Award. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that. And like that, we be- should do. We should do the regulars award for next year, where it's like all the all the ones that keep resubmitting, and we'll put them and make ah, them fight each other. Okay, like a death yeah, I match. I like that. I like that. I like that. <laughs> I didn't particularly feel free to stop listening if I didn't say that word correctly. <laughs> I don't know if I liked art house romantic comedy that much. Really? Nah, it's not my favorite that's the of one his. That He's felt, done better. That's the one that felt most like David Lynch out of the ones that you. Said. Yeah. But I still want it to be a David Lynch, and I also want anyone to enjoy it. (laughs) Now, Sellers of the Age of Miracles is much longer and took a lot more effort. Yeah. And is the weirdest thing I've seen in a long time. True. Uh, Now, if you want to make an argument, you know, for Art House, I'm I'm willing to. to No, because you're right. It it, it was a very weird movie. Hell yeah. Although... I, I'm not as fond of it as you are, but in terms of because you 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 don't like a lot of David Lynch shit that I like, so you know what? <laughs> I think as I've gotten older, I've I have less patience for things. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, we got most fucked up short, short which is Hush. Uh, best interpretive dance in front of a large screen. That's Penny's Gallery. Okay, so best cinematography. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You just blow right past it. I forgot about that film. <laughs> it's a pretty good movie. I liked it. Um, but yeah, a part of it that that happens in the film. I thought it was funny. Anyways, go Best ahead. Best cinematography. Yes. I have Dig and I have POV. Ooh. Okay. I have When Everything's Gone by okay. Alex Alessi. I have Dig. And I also have a film I didn't like that much. But I will say the cinematography in it was really good. And that's Rub. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I think that movie looked slick and it looked fucking great. Yeah. I have it in my best action thriller category. 
Ah, I think it's also in there for me as well. Uh, okay, I'm going to get rid of when everything's gone. Quick judgment. That's 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 showbiz, baby. I'm going to go with uh, Dig for me because, I mean, POV, it, it, like, it's it's shot via POV. Like, of course, there's yeah. there's a lot that goes into a, a, a cinematography with that. But, like, yes, it's very specifically that. Whereas Dig got creative with, like, the, the camera told the story because it's basically a silent film. Yeah. So. I would say Dig, then. Yeah, I th- I think I feel comfortable with that. Can you dig it? Because that film was just a joy to look at. It's beautiful. And, and you know, it's a short film. It doesn't really... Well, it gets like in I there, said, it does like, what it does. It gets in like, there, it does what it does. And it, it like it, the camera tells most of what you should yes. be feeling. Like, I mean, the, in the, the framing, first... Yes. The, the movement, like, it, it's all very deliberate. That first scene when the car pulls up and it parks all crooked and the door opens and the cans fall out and you're just yeah. how all of that's framed together. I've learned so much information and this lady comes out and you just look at her face yep. and just that alone, like we have like we don't even know what this is about. You're like, wow, this is great. And then getting into like the aerial shots and the placement of those holes and how they do the flashbacks. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, dig, dig, I think wings that. Wings that? Wins that. Dan action thriller. I only have rub. What do you have? Huh? Huh? Um, how did you forget the other side of darkness, Stan? <laughs> because I think Rub's the birthday a movie Jeep than that. road trip to terrorism. <laughs> I think a better movie than that. That's why I, didn't I disagree. <laughs> I had more fun watching the other side of darkness than I did with rub. I mean, okay. Yeah, you're right. They're, they're both <laughs> to, to me. They're on an even playing field. Um, okay. They have their strengths and their weaknesses. Yes, yes, for sure. But you're right, the Jeep scene. Oh my god. Electrician terrorists. Seriously. Uh, my other ones are Rock Solid Trust, which we talked about by Rick Ives, and Showdown in Yesteryear, the Western that we saw recently. I wouldn't call it an action thriller to me. Rock Solid Trust, or Solid Rock Trust, is... It's interesting because it's an action without being action-packed. Gotcha. Did I say it wrong again? God damn it. Rock Hard Trust. Great film. <laughs> uh, all right. Then it's, it's either other side or rub. What are we saying? I'll let you, I'll let you decide this one, Dan. I concede to you. because d- One movie I like. One movie I like aesthetically, but not the story or the characters. <laughs> I would say let's go with Other Side of Darkness because yes. the plot leads more towards this. Yes! Whereas... Ooh. Like, because there's espionage in it, but it's stupid espionage. Dan, <laughs> they had to wanna... get Grandpa out of the basement, <laughs> oh so they God. removed right, the poster. Right, right. It's not stupid espionage. It just it's, it's espionage that you don't expect. Look, it's a dumb movie, but it's fun, okay? Yes. You can have dumb movies that are fun. <laughs> it's okay. fine. Here we go. <laughs> All right. Go Best ahead. acting. Oh, damn. I We're just going to get into it. Stephen David, Mar- Stephen David Martin as Will Jr. in War of the Wills. I have Carl yep. Kennedy Williams as Sam from POV. I have Coco Marshall as Maddie from Solid Rock Trust. Dude. And I have Richard Goss as Robert in Fried. Dude. All of yours are different than what I wrote. Wow. 
What the fuck? Here's what I have. Uh, Timothy J. Cox in Sisyphus Unbound. I thought it was, an, it was a really good performance by him. Abby Tozer in Positive. Short film. I have Richard Goss from Fried, which you had too. So that is, there's a commonality there at least. At least. Let's see what else. I have Sinan El Said from Tears of Blood. That was the um, adventure cult thriller. Yeah. It was like a fantasy, dark fantasy. And he was the uh, the young priest. I think he did yeah, a really good job yeah, in that he movie. Did a good job. Uh, David Chatham at, in Mickey Hardaway. That was the the dad who was a piece of shit. I thought he did an amazing job in that movie. Uh, Ashley Parchment from Mickey Hardaway again. Uh, I would also maybe even put her in like a best supporting role. I thought she did a really good job. And she played the girlfriend of Mickey Hardaway. Jesse Marciniak from Showdown in Yesteryear, who was the Beast! Mr. <laughs> Beast! That guy gave it a hell of a performance. And then I have uh, Michael Raymond James from Black Maria. That was the guy oh, yeah, the who gives the guy. speech at the... Yeah, he's the intimidating gangster uh who fucking shakes down that that wife beater uh during the dinner okay scene, so which really narrow good. yours down to two and i'll narrow mine down to two fuck fuck you dan all right i'm gonna go with sam from pov and maddie from rock or solid rock trust so sam was that the brother from pov the bald guy yeah the bald guy yeah he was really fucking intense yeah he was really just to defend them so sam is a very intense individual. He he carries the film. He really does. And like mm-hmm. the film doesn't need to be carried and he fucking carries it anyway. <laughs> it's yeah. it's fucking rad. And then Coco Marshall, Maddie from Solid Rock Trust, she dons like five five different hats when they're dealing with all the, the loose ends that she's dealing with. Like she 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 acts like a British person to one person, an Australian person yeah. to another. So like that she's all good. over the place. That was good. So I have narrowed it down to David from Mickey Hardaway as the dad and Michael James, Michael Raymond James from Black Maria as the gangster guy. And I out of those two. OK, here's so out of the ones out of the two that I pick and now the two that you pick, let's pick each other's. So out of the okay. two that you gave to me, um, the guy from Black Maria. So you're picking Black Maria. All right. I think. I would pick Carl. Okay, so it's between Carl and David, I believe you said his name was. Yes. And honestly, I'm going to have to concede because there's just so much that I completely forgot about Black Maria. Now it's all flooding back, and man, he knows how to make a... Like, the tension in the room of him just being intimidating, you could cut it with a knife. It was It was nuts. It was was nuts. I mean, he like... He was chewing up the scene, but I was enjoying... I was just feeding him more scene. I'm like, yeah, eat this. I love it. I love watching you do this. Yeah, he was really, really good. I would also say best ensemble cast is Black Maria. Everyone is so good together. Oh, Dan's giving me a face. Best ensemble cast, my only submission was... Um, I, 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 I can see. I can see that, yes. But all I'm sorts. Curious. All sorts. Holy shit. But did that, did that, oh yeah, it did come out this year. Yeah, it's on my list. 
All right. I'll say all sorts <laughs> for that. But That's a minor category. Okay, so let's just clear the air and get it clean. So best actor, Michael Raymond James. Michael Raymond James. Black Maria. Yes. And best ensemble cast, all sorts. Yes. Everyone in that movie, because that movie was great. We'll talk about that movie in a little bit. Let's get the, the short one out, the Indie Spirit Award. I have Toga. I have Everything Will Be Fine in the End. And I have Big Break. Hmm. I have Sellers of the Age of Miracles on here, but I, I like your list better. What was Big Break again? Big Break was um, Julian Berger, the, the 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 musician who goes through a breakup and he tries Holy to... Holy shit. <laughs> that was so good. It's so good. Um, so Toga just is, is Sean Rose's sequel to Upstate Story. Oh, and yeah, yeah. It's very much a, it's, it's very much indie spirited. Like, mm-hmm. this, I'm making a film for the sake of making a film. And I, I love yeah. that. Um, it's it's just as good as, as the first one. Um, Everything Will Be Fine in the End felt the most to me like an indie movie from California. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, it, yeah. it was, it had so much LA vibe to it that I'm like, this just, this, it's urging with the 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 underbelly of Hollywood, <laughs> and um, it's Silver Lake under the yeah, Silver Lake vibes. Yeah, yeah. Big Break, um, just he 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 mentioned to us that I just filmed this in my backyard with my yeah. friends. And yeah, it's, and it's, how is that not the spirit of exactly. making an indie film? And it's like it elevated itself. Yeah without even knowing that like i that you fooled me because that film is crazy good yeah Mm -hmm. i think big break yeah it's the one i enjoyed the most i think out of those three not to say that i didn't enjoy the other films i think it really does embody the spirit you know the father the son and the holy indie movies (laughs) yes really the triangle there i think is really working well uh no I'll, i'll give it a big break it's a good movie go see it okay best comedy Okay, Chekhov's Work of Art. Okay. War of the Wills. Big okay. Break. Diamond Heat. Okay. Apocalypse okay. Love. All sorts okay. and good old friends. And I'm already like I can see some that I'm gonna get rid of. I I see some on mine I wanna get so all sorts, Wintimidation, everything will be fine in the end, Jovi and Lou, Big Break, Apocalypse Love. I'm thinking all sorts and big break. Are probably my two I will push. All sorts, big break. Because I was going to say Chekhov's work of art, but the the other two. I think it's all sorts, man. So, okay, let's talk a little bit about all sorts. All sorts is about a guy who starts working at this this pencil pushing job. And um, he meets this girl who is very good at filing things. And there's... (laughs) There's this like kind of office vibe to it, like you know the yeah. film or the TV show The Office, but like yeah. the the whole plot is there's this mysterious fucking underground filing competition that all office workers like Fight Club almost, and it's they go, so weird. They go and they file shit. It's, who's the fastest filer? But what sells this film as a comedy is the boss. This guy, he's like, he's so the boss funny. is great. He's so yeah. funny. So All Sorts came out in 2021. It was done by J. Rick Castaneda. And uh, he wrote and directed it. 
along with his crew. I mean, when we say like this person did this, just always think, you know, unless it's very, very indie, of course, big crew behind all that too as well. So, I mean, I want it to be all sorts. What do you think? I agree. I'm, I'm thinking it's about like so how much funny. I laughed at all of them and all sorts takes the cake. The sight gags were great. Yes. Almost everything worked. I think everything did work. I was laughing. I was having so much fun. It's such a surrealist, weird office comedy. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. It's slick. It looks really nice. It doesn't even really look that indie. Uh, yeah, that's what I pick. Wonderful, wonderful. Okay, best wonderful drama. I have Mickey Hardaway. I okay. have Good Guy with a Gun. Oh. I have Everything Will Be Fine in the End, and I have Dress Code. I have Everything Will Be Fine in the End. Mickey Hardaway, Good Guy with a Gun, Apple Oranges, Lemons and Limes, that coming-of-age party movie we watched. Yeah. Uh, Toga, Sean Rose, and then Always Lola. Ooh. By uh, Jeffrey Crangram. So are we going to kill two again? Or, or narrow it down to two? Yeah. Right? Mine are Mickey Hardaway and Good Guy with a Gun. Oh my God. <laughs> Those are mine. <laughs> Those are mine too. <laughs> Fuck. Well, okay. Then it seems like the thing we did before isn't going to work very well. So Mickey Hardaway is about this guy who's getting therapy uh, and he real fucked up. He's got. You know, he's got he's got papa problems. He's got he's got a lot of things going on with him. He's an artist and, uh, who's underappreciated. Yeah. Yes. And um he ends up doing a bad thing. <laughs> he ends up doing a very bad thing. And so it's directed by Marcellus Cox. I believe Jerry, you said it was a first time directorial yes. debut. Yes. Um, very cool. Very cool. What a great job too for his first black film. and white. Yeah, it's black and white. Really great scene in it. And Good Guy with a Gun, it's like, it tackles the issue of gun control, but it doesn't rear its ugly, preachy head. Like, it's, yeah, it's very yeah, it much... Yeah, it does a really good job of walking that fine line from being preachy. It, and It's very good, and it's... it's and You have... I think we made fun of one of the actors, because he looked like... Um, John Stewart. John Stewart, yeah. Yeah, that's the writer and director, John yeah. Mossman. <laughs> he does great in this movie, too. Yes. He's, he's fucking scary. I mean, I recommend both. I think if I was going to go watch one of these again, it would be Mickey Hardaway. Really? Because I feel like I could get even more out of it if I watched it again. Okay. I feel like there's hidden, there's hidden nougats in there. Okay. What do you think, Dan? Mickey Hardaway is more entertaining. Like, like okay. if, if I were to go watch another one again, I would want to watch Mickey Hardaway because I remember having more fun watching it. Yeah. But that's not to say, film. yeah, that's not to say that good guy with a gun is not good because it's yeah. very, very good. So I would give good guy Mickey with a gun Hardaway. is harder to watch. Yeah. But it's harder to watch. That's like what it's going for. It yeah. tackles issues that are harder to see. It's showing you, like what's going on right now, and I'm like, I don't want to look at that. Yeah. So it's more controversial in that way, and I'm very glad it exists. All right. So um, I think just personal preference, I would want to watch a film like Mickey Hardaway more than like being it. confronted with reality. <laughs> yes. And I know that's like the coward's way out, but it's how I feel. <laughs> 
What do you think, Dan? No, I, I completely agree. I All completely right. agree. All right. So we'll give Very, it to Mickey Hardaway. Yeah, both good movies. Mickey Hardaway, you did it, kid. All right. Uh, let's see. All right. Best director, J. Rick Castaneda, All Sorts. All sorts. Marcus dude, W. Dude. Albino, Black Maria, John Mossman, Good Guy with a Gun, and Julian Berger, Big Break. Dude. I have Black Maria on here, but I don't know if it can really compare to like the insane directing that happens in all sorts. Yeah. Like that it's, movie is so slick. It's it, wild. Truth be told, truth be told, I'm like, I was going through the list and I, I I wrote down everything and I never I just I'm like, what the fuck is all sorts? I don't remember this movie. And as soon as I saw what it was, I'm like, yeah. oh my god, how yeah. could I forget this movie? Yeah. And the it's, reason it's the reason really I'm good. like, how could I forget it is because of the directing. Every mm-hmm. choice that is made in terms of getting the actors to do something or um, choosing where we want the camera to be or just the overall, like, handling of the script because the script is, on on paper, it's stupid. Like, it's it's yeah. a filing competition. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the way he films it and his vision for it is so unbelievable. Yes. Every, every shot is so deliberate and the shots are, are helping the jokes be funnier. Yeah. With either the low angle shots or the 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 shots of the cubicles at like like seated level. Remember when when he has like the sight yeah. gag of the cardboard? Yeah. If you film that the wrong way, you're gonna tell it's a cardboard cutout immediately. But you don't because of how well everything is set up. And then the real guy walks up and grabs the cardboard cutout of him sitting and he goes and sits down. There's like so many little things like that. The quick pace of the filing when they're doing the actual filing uh, sports event, how fast everything's moving and the zoom ins and like it makes filing paperwork. Amazing. Like an intense action that's happening. Yeah. Yeah, It makes it feel like a sport, which is ridiculous and it works. I think all sorts. Yeah. Even I think it already won something else. I, whatever. It's going to win this too have multiple categories for all I care. They can, and they just did. Um, so, Jay, Jay, Jay Rick Castaneda, all sorts, best director yeah. of the year. I'll add mine. All right. So, best picture, uh, Big Titties for Grandpa. <laughs> uh, this was a great film we watched. No, um, okay, I have POV. Yes, I have POV as well. <sighs> I have Mickey Hardaway. I have Dress Code on here, which is a film we have well. not talked about yet. I have Dress Code as well. I have Big Break. Um, some of these I'm cutting as I'm speaking, even though they're really good. And I'll say Showdown of Yesteryear, because I have a really soft spot for that film. And I so have a soft Dan? spot for Mind Leech. So I will mind leech. All right. I'll put this on the list too. Okay. So really quick dress code is about a gangster or a guy who's born into organized crime. Yeah. And, um, I believe he said that we can spoil it now because he's saying that like it's, it's out and it's out and, um, they're not in the festival circuit anymore and they okay. still want to come on and do a show, but like we don't do interviews. Anyway, it's just it's a lot of hassle. This, <laughs> like we appreciate it. It's a lot of fucking hassle. This. So basically what is happening is it's this guy who does drag. Right. Yes. And he is 
inserted like by force into this life of crime, this organized crime where everything is very mm-hmm. machismo and very masculine dominated. And he likes to dress up like a woman and he's mm-hmm. afraid of what's going to happen when people start to find out. And like, it's a whole fucking mafia drama, like Godfather. Yeah. With that inserted into it. And mm-hmm. the, the, the mental gymnastics that this character has to go through while balancing that he's one of the higher ups of a mob. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really good idea for a film. Very good idea. Um, so I think we've talked about all the rest, like big break. We talked about, I think if we didn't anyways, big break is like, there's this guy who is a rapper and he's a young guy and he breaks up with his girlfriend and he becomes really, really depressed, even though he broke up with his own girlfriend. Um, and his friend is like, Hey, I want to help him. And he tells him about this big contest. And if you win the contest, you, you get like a record label, you get signed. Yeah. Uh, it turns out that the contest was canceled uh, and he doesn't tell his friend and they go on a retreat, basically him and his buddy to like a little studio and they, they start working on music without him knowing there is no real contest anymore. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> and uh, it's really, really good. Oh, boy. I don't know. Okay, so what are your top two? POV and Mind Leech. All right. And I'm going to pick... I mean, I think just saying this is going to lock it in. Is I like POV and Big Break. Yeah. So I would assume because we both just said POV. POV, it has to be. POV that is that. amazing. I nominated it into so many other categories. Yeah. Um, it is... It is well worth your time watching it. It's 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 wild. It's it's POV. So you get to experience this guy's fucking fever dream of a night. Yeah. And it's a good horror. And they use space very well. They use they use um the set really well. It's like this old abandoned um uh, 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 well, they they say it's like an old abandoned nursing home, but it's like it's just an old abandoned building in the UK. Somewhere. They do a great job. It is. It's it's phenomenal. so engaging and creepy and funny, and you're you're like scared and nervous just by certain characters that are like, this guy is too intense, or like this situation is too intense. Oh, yeah. And then, and like, then the, when the monsters start to show, you're like, fuck. The first. <laughs> like, that is- the first let's say seven minutes of this film, you're in the darkness and you are still engaged from the get go because of all the conversation that's happening around you. Yeah. There's a hood on this guy's head. Yeah. And the, the, it's so good. And like the car driving and all the sound effects are so great. So yeah, best pictures POV, man. I think it's well-deserved. It's a fucking great movie. Guys, you can find us on Instagram at Indie Film Review Pod. You can email us your films at theindiefilmreview at gmail.com. Bear in mind that there is about a... Um, also, oh, um, I just looked up the the rating, the IMDb rating for POV. Mm-hmm. You want to take a guess? Is it like 4.7 or 3.3. Yeah, of course. It's fucking Bro. stupid. The movie is so good. As, that is fucking criminal. criminal. Um, yeah, send people, us your films. People probably turned it on and thought it was going to be some big blockbuster fucking thing, and they're like, why aren't there, like, Transformers, like, flopping their big fucking dicks around and oil shoots out? Like, what's going on here? Send us your films. Bear in mind <laughs> that it's going to be, like, a six-month turnaround, but we are oh, yeah. happy to 
watch them and rate them. And then maybe yeah. you'll be featured on the third Whoa! indie film review yeah. award show. Maybe. Golly. Okay, so the ones I'm going to be making laurels for is Best Editing, Apocalypse Love. Best Sound Design, Sometime Soon. Best Horror, POV. Best Soundtrack slash Musical Score, Kiri and the Girl. Best Documentary, Where There Once Was Water. Best Action Thriller, The Other Side of Darkness. Fuck yeah, there is hope for (laughs) the future. We are the future. We are the world. Cinematography goes to Dig. The David Lynch Award goes to Sellers of the Age of Miracles. It also wins the award for Stealing My Heart. Best Actor, Michael Raymond James in Black Maria. Best Short goes to Frankie. Best Comedy goes to All Sorts. Best Drama, Mickey Hardaway. Indie Spirit Award goes to Big Break. Best Director... J. Rick Castaneda, who did all sorts. And best picture goes to P.O.P. Have we talked enough? Can we stop? Yes, we can. Guys, find (laughs) us. Sorry for the long up, but you love it. We love it. Here we are at the end. That's right. That's right. Guys, I appreciate you listening. I assume Dan's does too. I, I speak for him <laughs> now as I speak his for the power trees. of attorney. <laughs> Dan speaks for the trees. He's the power of attorney of trees. Uh, thanks again for listening. Please like and subscribe. Go check out these movies that won these major major awards, man. I mean, major. It, it, this is a major award, okay? It's better than a leg lamp. No, I can't legally say that. I have to take that back. But what I can say is we appreciate you. Go tell your friends, tell your family, rate us five stars. Dan, you got the you got the final words, bud. This is an award show, so keep my indie's name out your fucking out mouth. Your fucking mouth. <laughs> oh. It's a high ball. into podcasts but there are so many out there and it's hard to know what's good well my friend it is not as hard as you might think because necropodicon has you covered they've got movie reviews horror shows games comedy and improv so all you gotta do is head on over to necropodicon.com to find your new favorite podcast yeehaw necropodicon hard to pronounce easy to listen